This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. And today is a special episode because we are going to pay tribute to the brilliance of Charlie Munger. If you don't know that name, then what you need to know is he was the guy that made Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway smarter than they already were. He's really smart. And he had a lot of little things about him. I really enjoyed watching videos of he and Warren Buffett being interviewed or during their annual conference in Omaha, which was a tribal event in a way. And Berkshire Hathaway stockholders would make the trip and it become a pilgrimage every year. I mean, people go to Omaha... For reasons other than baseball? Other than baseball, for whatever reason, I wouldn't. But there was a lot of people around the world that did this. Charlie Munger was a brilliant man and had a lot of things that we could learn from and would make us better business people, better insurance agency owners. And he passed at 99 years old. And so the amount intelligent and quirky wisdom that he passed along to all of us over his nine decades was absolutely extraordinary. He was still doing this a few months ago. Like he was still working. Right. Talk about a retirement plan. But I've been on record for not necessarily not retiring, but just this, is there really such a thing? I like, I don't really have that agenda or goal. Like I want to retire and go play golf or I want to retire and go sit on the beach. That's not in my mindset. I want to be healthy and have the right mindset and the Charlie Munger type mind that I could work if I wanted to into a late age. One of the last pieces of advice that he gave us back in May was that to avoid all major mistakes in life, we should dodge toxic people and toxic activities. That in and of itself, to me, is pretty much perfection. You minimize your stress. And if you minimize your stress, you're going to be healthy. And I recently was away for a few days just on a cabin trip up to Oklahoma to some places that we go up on the Mountain Fork River. And just being away automatically puts me into this low stress brain activity. And I do a lot of work when I go away. I do a lot of thinking. I do a lot of planning. I do a lot of things, but my stress level goes to zero. And so if you think about what Charlie Munger did in his life, if you're avoiding toxic people and toxic environments, your stress level is going to decrease. And if your stress level decreases, your health is going to improve. The next statement that Charlie made after that was the people that are almost certain to succeed if they spend less than they earn, invest shrewdly, learn continually, and remain disciplined. He said without those traits, you're going to need a lot of luck to be successful. Spend less than you earn. That's That's, the hard part, right? That's an amazing concept. We're going to spend less than we earn. In today's world, that sounds crazy. Don't live out of your business checking account. The word shrewd, that may become my word of the year for 2024. This word keeps coming up. I heard it in scripture the other day from a sermon. I heard it somewhere else. And now you're bringing it up in a Charlie Munger quote. And I wanted to read the definition of shrewd because it has caught my attention. Because when you hear the word shrewd, I immediately go to harsh 
or mean. It always has a negative connotation. It has a negative connotation, right? That's not exactly what it is. So the definition of shrewd is having or showing sharp powers of judgment, astute. Now that's pretty good stuff. That is a, a really good way to live. To be shrewd or to be astute. Like that, I may need to look up the definition of astute and it's going to say shrewd and now we're going to be in this circular. And to go back, the origin of the word is Middle English, that it is an evil person or thing or evil in nature or character. So it has evolved since that, but it's obsolete with a a person that would put a curse on others. And so that's why somehow mentally, sometimes it has a negative connotation to it because of where the word evolved from. But the more current meaning of the word is extremely valid of what we're trying to be within our agencies. He or she is a shrewd business person. He or she is a shrewd negotiator. That's actually a compliment in today's definition of shrewd and That's where when you take Charlie Munger's quote there, invest shrewdly, that is basically to pay attention, to do it well. If you say shrewd negotiator, that means you're a good negotiator. There's a lot that we can learn from very basic, simple tactics. And you know me, I love simplified things and I love to simplify. Also in those last pieces of advice he gave us, he said, write your obituary and figure out how to live up to it. Adding that he's never known a kind person who died without friends. And that reminded me of one of our partners, Brian Besh, down in Austin, Texas. Almost any time you ask Brian about the secrets to his success, Being kind is always one of the first things that he brings up. Being kind got misinterpreted as having a weakness. Part of the toxicity environment that we see all around us, we have been dealing with basically a toxic market for about 12 to 18 months. Everywhere you talk, people are frustrated, aggravated, and take the negative plunge and basically are toxic. When you think about being kind, when you think about reversing that and being better and stepping out or above this area that we find ourselves in, that's a separator. When you think about the Charlie Munger legacy at Berkshire Hathaway, now I didn't know him personally, and he could have been a tyrant behind closed doors, but you can't be that relaxed on that many videos in that many settings and something not go crazy. Elon Musk has recently showed us that. Bless his heart. When you go and you search and you get on YouTube, you do what you need to do and you look and just go Charlie Munger video after video. And it's always the same. It's the same tone. It's the same guy. My favorite is him picking on EBITDA. He and Warren Buffett got on this one kick about bad mouthing EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And that method of valuation, they didn't love it. And it's really funny, but even in his bad-mouthing a concept, he was still this kind, gentle-talking individual. There's something to this man that we can learn from. A quote from back in 2007 is, Life will have terrible blows, horrible blows, unfair blows. Doesn't matter. Some people recover, others don't. 
But every mischance in life is an opportunity to behave well. Every mischance in life is an opportunity to learn something. And your duty is not to be submerged in self-pity, but to utilize the terrible blow in a constructive fashion. That is a very good idea. Every failure, every negative encounter, every terrible thing that you go through is an opportunity to improve, learn. I call it, you never lose, you learn. My sister calls it failing forward. There's so much that you can gain from experiences depending on the lens that you want to see it through. The poor pitiful me crowd, the why does all this happen? Why is this happening to me? Why did that carrier do that? Why? You can't control those things. and there's a lot of that going on in the marketplace that we find ourselves in this place where we are forgetting our identity. We are forgetting the choices that we have. Even as the choices shrink, we still have choices. We can still make a choice of what we do. I talk to captive exclusive agents all the time that want to become an independent agent because of lack of choice. And then I talk to independent agents who are sometimes of the toxic nature. And all they're thinking about is the fact that one carrier decided to shut down their new business. And they're frustrated at that one carrier, yet they still have a choice of eight to 10 carriers over here. And so I have this perspective back and forth between the exclusive captive guy and the independent. And I don't think we always remember just how good we have it. Attitude to choice. The sky is always falling versus there's a ray of light everywhere you look. This choice is a big deal. That is part of what Charlie Munger did. He saw that there were choices. Sometimes there were no emotional decisions in it. It was, you know what? This is a good company. Their stock is priced at a good, fair price. We're going to buy it and we're going to buy a lot of it. And we're going to hold it because we think it's a good company and we think it's going to make money. And we think over the long term, it's going to pay us dividends and it's going to appreciate and it's going to grow. This is not complicated stuff, but there was no emotion to it. Understanding how we go about this, that companies choosing to shut us down for new business. Okay, we've got to go to our other carriers or we've got to find a new favorite or we've got to understand that company's making a decision. We get to make a decision. But what we do is we go down this path where we're like mad at them or we get online and we get in a group and we put something out inside the group that's like blasting them. Guess what? Their rep's going to see that. Because your competitor is going to copy that, send it to the rep, it's going to circle back, and now you just shot yourself in the foot. You have a choice to get into the toxic crowd or get out of the toxic crowd. Another one of his quotes is, you don't have a lot of envy, you don't have a lot of resentment, you don't overspend your income, and you stay cheerful in spite of your trouble. These simple rules work so well to make your life better. He can say that because he's worth $2.3 billion. And you can look at it from that lens. Or you can that and say maybe one of the reasons that he was worth $2.3 billion at the time of his passing was that he did those things. As you're reading that, all that comes into my brain is he was even killed regardless of the situation. We let emotion dictate too many decisions that we make. Finding 
this balance is really important for independent agency owners. It really for life, for anybody in life, you cannot ebb and flow with emotions. You cannot go off the rails on an underwriter because that underwriter decides they don't want to write the piece of business that you're putting in front of them and expect to hang up the phone and not get a future call from a rep asking you what the heck's going on. This is this emotional track of going really high with your emotions and going really low with your emotions. It is really bad for your health. It's bad for the health of your agency. It's bad for your physical health and emotional health and the mental stress, talking about stress. You've got to find a way to stay balanced with the roller coaster of the marketplace. And I just see a lot of agents that either can't do this or refuse to attempt to do this. Finding that balance is one of the first things you need to do as a business owner. Looking at his amalgam of quotes, one of the big things that he really focuses on is not spending more than you make. Just that in and of itself can sometimes create so much stress within our personal lives, within the lives of our agencies, and especially in times right now where interest rates are up and we're having challenges with our carriers and the whole in the industry as a whole. How do we make that adjustment to be more Charlie Munger like? It's a lifestyle change. That's the problem for some individuals. We want a quick fix solution. Everybody wants the magic pill for weight loss, but nobody wants to go through the lifestyle change. The spending more than we make is a lifestyle, life mindset, comparison old saying of keeping up with the Joneses, whatever element that might be, it's a real issue when it comes to running our businesses. A lot of agencies across the country are not in good financial shape and they should be. And one of the chief reasons that they're not in good financial shape is that agency owners are draining the business of cash. I've seen big problem out there where agencies are struggling, owners sucked all the cash out, owner did something with the money, and now the agency needs cash. Finding this even kill balance and getting into a percentage so that you don't take all your cash, leave some of that money in there, allow your business to be healthy. This is a good thing to do that you never know. I've heard people call it, keep some dry powder on hand. You never know when an acquisition is going to come to the table. You never know when that superstar opportunity to hire next level producer is going to come. And when you are sitting there not really sure what your cash position is because you've either overspent or you don't understand your cash flow, that's a big one. These are elements that we need to be better at as business owners, we've got to make this leap from salesperson to agency owner. And part of that leap is financial management and cash management and making sure that you're not contributing to a financial sickness in your business because you're just spending what's in your checking account and you're living out of your business checking account. These are the things that I see that are contributing factors to spending more than you make. Let's talk about the idea of living out of our business checking accounts. What I mean by that is you have your business set up 
And this happens a lot with solopreneurs. It may not happen as much once you have some employees, but it really happens a lot to the solopreneurs. Not having this environment where you're keeping a profit and loss statement, where you're keeping a balance sheet. If the checking account of the business has $30,000 in it and you need something, you just pull the money out at any time. You're not setting a salary for yourself. You're not putting parameters around this separation of personal income from business income. And I get it. You're the business owner. This is your business, but you can't treat it like a second checking account to go get the money whenever you need it. You can bonus yourself if you get to the end of the year or whatever. But what a lot of people do is they don't put barriers or walls up between their personal and their business. They don't pay themselves a salary. They take whatever's there versus setting parameters around personal income versus business income. So let's think about it this way. If you have a profit or you're going to make a profit at the end of the year, you can bonus yourself some more income. What I want you to guard against is don't go set your personal standard of living at $100,000 a year when you're paying yourself $60,000 a year. Because then what happens is your spouse's birthday comes up and you want to buy them a new ring or whatever. And you know it's over here in the business and you know you can go do that. But you also know that you need to hire an employee in the next year and you need to keep building this business. And you know that you set your personal standard of living at $60,000 a year. And this is just frame of reference. But every time you do that, you're not being disciplined with that 60 you really mentally know that you're really going to live off of $120,000 a year. Guess what? At some point, you're going to run out of cash in your business because you're going to keep sticking your hand into the business cash and you're going to keep sticking your hand over here without changing anything with your standard of living. And if you want to change your standard of living and have the profits to do that, then fine, you can do that. But just know that you're foregoing that employee for a little bit long. There's just this mixture of these things and we need a separation and a discipline between our personal checking and our business checking and how we manage that money. One of the challenges with that is that so many new agency owners come from the producer world. They're used to having a $120,000, $150,000 lifestyle. When they switch over to becoming a business owner, now we're taking a $60,000, $70,000 paycheck. But our minds and the minds of our family are used to having a $120,000, $150,000 lifestyle. We want to continue to fulfill that because that's what we've had in recent times. That's it. And a lot of this message goes to those agencies that are starting up or that those agencies that want to start up. And you need to be able to take that first two to three years and realize that your lifestyle at $150,000 a year you're probably going to have to come out of savings. You're probably going to have to fund that lifestyle from something else while you build up this book of business. Because every dollar of commission you get as a new agency owner is different than the dollar of commission you got as a producer. And so I'm speaking specifically to our producers wanting to make that leap. Something's got to get or Charlie Munger's going to show up in your life and it's going to be like, oh, wow, he was right. I'm spending more than I'm earning. 
there's got to be a way to either support that lifestyle or you're going to have to pull the reins on that lifestyle for a little bit until you rebuild it. Now, when you rebuild that income, the good thing about that is your ability to sustain that income into the future is so much greater and it's so much easier to do that. So I believe this is a temporary thing, adjusting your lifestyle for a couple of years or funding it through a spouse's employment or funding it through savings. That's okay. I'm okay with you doing that. Shane, I'm not going to change my lifestyle. It costs $150,000 a year to live. We're going to keep living at $150,000 while I start my agency. Fine. Just know where the money's going to come from. Because if you take every dollar out of your new agency that you earn and you generate, it's going to struggle. And it creates more stress when I see an agent that's taking a second mortgage on their house and they're maxing credit cards and they're getting more credit cards. And so not only are they living out of their business checking account, now they're taxing every single bit of resource that they possibly could have, which is creating so much stress for them that it goes into some kind of paralysis and then the agency suffers. Again, I'm against negativity and I don't want toxic stuff around here. And this sounds like that conversation's going that way. It doesn't have to go that way. This is an incredible business. This is an incredible opportunity to be an independent agency owner and to start an agency and to have an agency. It's We're blessed that we're in this position. There's a right way to go about this and there's a wrong way to go about this. And that's what triggered me here was the Charlie Munger, don't spend more than you earn. As a business owner, understand that the discipline for that becomes even greater because your business needs to be healthy while it's growing and you need to be able to hire people and you need to be able to fund that growth. And I don't want you to have to go take out a bunch of debt to do that. I want you to be able to do that out of profits, if at all possible. Just having this dividing line and understanding that being disciplined and being conservative with your business cash as you earn it so that you don't suck it completely dry just to go fund that lifestyle that you had as a producer. There's going to be a bridging of this process. You've got to create some type of financial bridge to get back to that same lifestyle. There were two short sentences that Charlie used as his decision clincher for decades. He would say, Warren, think more about it. You're smart and I'm right. You're going to have to add that one to your Shaneism. You're smart, but I'm right. I I like it. Everybody needs a number two. Warren Buffett got the fame. Warren Buffett was the front guy. Charlie Munger was well known for not wanting to be the guy out front, but he was pretty much right. And there was a lot of things that went on during the evolution of Berkshire Hathaway. I believe it was Charlie Munger that convinced Warren Buffett to get out of buying cheap stocks just because they were cheap and move into this. Was it a valuable stock? Was it a good company? Was it priced right? All of these things came from Charlie Munger's brain, which is why he was very brilliant. He was a very brilliant piece to the Berkshire Hathaway run. I do not believe it's time to go sell your Berkshire Hathaway stock if you own it. But the reality of it is we've lost a brilliant mind in terms of just wisdom 
within not only just the financial area, but business ownership and just the way to live within your means and having this balanced, even kill attitude. Do you know what his favorite stock was? I do not. He says, I love everything about Costco. I'm a total addict and I'm never going to sell a share. I believe that. He talked a lot about Costco over the years. Charlie Munger to Costco probably is Warren Buffett to the insurance industry. Warren Buffett loves the insurance industry because the way he explained it for years was what better business than to collect a dollar from someone and be able to go invest it and then pay out a claim, maybe, maybe not later on. And I get to make the money off of that dollar. I'm sure he's scratching his head with the hard market right now, but they're still heavily invested in insurance and they were big advocates. Charlie was a big advocate of the insurance industry always talked about. We have lost a great mind. We have lost a great man. And I want to thank our listeners for letting us have this tribute today to the late, great Charlie Munger. Yes. Thank you for letting us divulge our time today with talking about Mr. Munger. And if you do need to veg out on YouTube, just type in his name and watch videos. I've done this before to probably not my wife's loving, loving this, but veg out and play Charlie Munger videos for an hour. It's quite enjoyable and it's pretty funny to listen to some of his isms. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Charlie Munger. I have a friend who's a fisherman. He says, I have a simple rule for success in fishing. Fish where the fish are. If the fishing is really lousy where you are, then you should probably look for another place to fish. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.